Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it is September 26, 2023, uh, last show of the month, and they will be skipping next Tuesday. Why? Because you're going to go on some jaunt. No, I'll be back. I thought you were going to skip the show. No. No, 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 no. Nope, not at all. Unless you want me to skip it, but no, I will be there. I will be here. No, I'd like to get in a five-week show. Well, uh, the advertisers especially want to pay. The sublim- By the way, it's subliminal advertising that we're doing. That's why people yeah. don't notice it. Yeah, people don't notice it. Good. <laughs> no, but I'll be here. I'm going to be back uh, just a quick three-dayer. Going to be back on Sunday. Plenty so of you time. So you do what, Friday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You can, or you, Thursday, I'm, I'm, Friday, I'm diving, Saturday? I'm diving Thursday, Friday. Uh, can't really dive on Saturday because it's 24-hour rule for traveling. And then I have some caving, doing some weird cave stuff oh, on you can Saturday. do some caving. Yeah. It's called spelunking. Spelunking. I don't, I don't like spelunking because you have to, I think I would be, I, I think I'd be claustrophobic. I've done some of that and I get like a little weirded out. Well, what's the difference? You could do cave exploration without spelunking where you're kind of wiggling through small little holes. A cave that's been fully excavated, <laughs> you know, lots of room. Well, it's just going to a, a, you know, a discount warehouse someplace, same kind of thing. I could do that. I could do Costco. that. Costco. And turn the lights off. And just use like a headlamp, right? There you go. Right, and put a thing on your head. There yeah. you go. I'll be doing the same thing. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. All right, so a lot of things happening. Um, the wait for the Fed is finally over, and the markets are freaking pissed. I mean, markets are really angry. Yeah, I'm actually surprised the way it went. He, But you, you got to admit, what we described last week, which was – at least that I thought was going to be the case, that he's going to have to come in more hawkish and calm things down a little bit is exactly what happened. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. Now, I'm not necessarily happy about that. I said, I don't really want that. I don't want there to be a mess on our hands. You know, and who wants who wants to see a, a drive-by shooting by the Fed on the markets? That's what it turned out to be. Yeah, who knew? But it, it's the right thing to do if you want to instill the uh, fear of, of God, if you will, the Fed of God, into the markets that they can't just let this thing run away. Meanwhile, you know, I'm starting to wonder if we have another, a couple things that are kind of coming to my mind with all this, right? You know, are we going to see another banking scare coming soon somehow? We see that the the the, the stocks of these companies are plummeting. The yield on the 10-year is 4.5. I mean, moving pretty hard. You can get a, you can get a, a three to, I guess a three to a six-month bond right now, treasury, like 5.5%. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, no wonder why markets are saying, yeah, maybe there's an opportunity somewhere else. So uh, we sit, you know, the whole, the whole idea of seasonality with the buy Rosh Hashanah or sell Rosh Hashanah, buy Yom Kippur. So today is the first day after Yom Kippur. So the sell Rosh Hashanah was good. The buy Rosh Hashanah, not so good. Market's down like one point five. By Yom Kippur. By Yom Kippur. Not so good so far. No, it was a, a terrible market. Terrible market. But we're starting to get to some oversold situation here. As a matter of fact, we cut our shorts on uh, one particular index today for client portfolios in their managed growth strategy and flipped it to a long position. First time in a while. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, weight loss drugs are worrying different market segments. There's a big conversation that's circling around the weight loss drugs. And another yeah. company right now came out today, a small company with a pill that saw effective weight loss with the pill because people were just puking and having diarrhea for days on end. No, ha- yeah, just- that, that's one. A couple of different <laughs> ways you can lose weight. There's that. You can also catch, go out and uh, take a, go on a boat and try to catch Noro. Oh, Noro would make it very effective. Very five effective. pounds in one day, two days. Mm. But get, do you keep uh, it off? Noro, and you can catch it over and over, so you can lose quite a bit of nice. weight. Noro, also food poisoning. So basically, you can do this all on a cruise if you want. First of all, you just keep your hands on the on the handrails up and down the stairs. That'll probably get lick you Noro. Em. Yeah. Lick them. 
Yep. What's that guy doing, Martha? I don't know. Just uh, stay away from him. So um, we have that going on. And, and I'm wondering, there's a lot of wondering, a lot of pondering. I got my finger to my, my pursed lips, you know, tapping them, wondering, thinking, scratching my head, wondering. The next catalyst for the markets, the next catalyst, particularly for inflation, is it possible that we may see a cascade of union strikes trending? Yeah, let's hope not. You know, you got President Biden today doing the presidential Biden's thing. Biden's walking the picket line. Yeah. That's a sign of a leader. Yeah. You know what he says? He says, you yeah, know. President of the United States, uh, I protest. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This is like the time that the uh, bunch of senators uh, or congressmen and senators, Democrats, all of them, did a sit-in at, at, at Congress. You remember that? It was about four years ago. Yep. I'm thinking, what is you? You the guys running the place? What are you doing? Protesting, protesting the the the, the situation. protesting ourselves. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> well, with the with today, Biden says, you know, he says, you know, workers of UAW, you rescued the 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 car industry when they were failing back in the great financial crisis. It's time for them to step up and pay you back. I thought that was a really good line, by the way. Yeah, well, that's the line he's been using. I'm not buying it, but I think it's a good line. And I don't think he wrote it. I think it's the UAW oh, that dreamed it up. You, uh, Yeah, clearly. Oh, he got the talking points on the plane on the way over. Yeah. Right? Practice this, put your hard hat on, wear the picket line, go up and down, look like the real, you know, uh, the man of the street, the guy that's never worked a day in his life in a factory is going to come out there and tell everybody how. That's for sure. <laughs> I think the only job he ever had was the job as the lifeguard. And I'm not even sure he did that. Yeah. He's not sure either. So don't worry. He doesn't remember. Uh, we got a PSA tonight also about the COVID season. It's back. And there's something going on. Fascinating. Market update. I told you the 10-year yield approaching 4.5%. Oil types 92. That comes back to 90. Very bad week for markets. Uh, we have some some stats on that. Uh, Cisco People predicting 150 for oil. Uh, that's the latest. That's today. Yeah, well, that that would that's good because that I mean means it's going to go down for sure. Yeah, it, I think it went to eighty eight today. So the, this <laughs> it'll is a, drop. It'll be a sixty in no time. <laughs> yeah, when we get the uh, the old running out of running out of oil, uh, and, and and it's the end of the world, and 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 but the problem is that you, you have two fascinating things fighting each other. One is the supply curve, and the demand uh, is really not there. So you got the supply issue that's out there, and you got the concern over the world slowing down. China Evergrande, the major property developer in, in China that was having all those problems, it was closed for like years, then it reopened again. It was down to the 24% two days ago and 9% yesterday. I don't know where it is going to be tonight, but it's 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 getting smoked as... You sent, you sent out an email to me, yeah. which I thought was fascinating. Hmm. What was it was it? about the hidden, about the, you know, the overbuilding in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you've been to the ghost cities. I've never been to the ghost cities, mm -hmm. which still, I'm jealous of that. You said that it, somebody did the math and they have built enough housing in China with these ghost cities and just housing developments and everything in between for 3 billion people, <laughs> <laughs> which is one house for every two people. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And they're going to have to level these places. They can't keep, because they're just going to, what are they going to do? This is idiotic. They should make chicken coops out of them because I got to tell you something. I've done the calculation of the quantity of chickens that are required to be bred and, and, and then slaughtered every year in China. Think about the numbers. How many people well, you have living in China? I, I, I got to get that book translated. Yeah. 1.5 billion uh, people that live there, right? If yeah, you, if 1.4, you, actually. Yeah. Can you assume, you know, cut that in half. We'll say, let's say a billion people because you got children there, okay? But you got a billion people there that are eating, what, a chicken a week? One chicken a week? That's not un unreasonable, do you think? I think a chicken a week's reasonable, yeah. That's, that's, that's 50, how much is that? That's that's uh, 52 billion chickens a year. 52 billion where where is that where where does that happen? Like where is they being stored? It's a lot stored? of chickens. It's a lot of chickens, man. 
lot of chickens. That means there's a lot of eggs. A lot of eggs, a lot of chickens. Too many yes. eggs. Too many com. eggs. Too many eggs and Check way too many chickens. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Oversold readings. Uh, switched uh, short. I told it too long. Uh, Cisco is buying Splunk. And M&A, and they were kind of semi-excited about that. What was really interesting was that the last few weeks, What's IPOs. Splunk? Splunk is a um, technology company that uh, does uh, um, what's the security, cybersecurity. Splunk. S-P-L-N-K. S-P-L, no, S-P-U-N-K. Yeah, but what's the symbol? S-P-L-K. Stock, yeah, it's S-P-L-K. I never heard of them. Never heard of Splunk? No, never have. It's a $24 billion market cap. It's an American software company based in San Fran that produces software for searching, monitoring, and analyzing machine-generated data via web-style in, uh, interface. So it's, you know, some security and stuff. So. Uh, let's see. Yeah, $28 billion purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, good for them. Yeah, they, they deserve it, whatever, whatever their story is. Splunk. All right, uh, market commentary. Market indices registered sizable declines last week, not even talking about this week. We had major softness and mega caps, disproportionate influence on index performance. All 11 uh, S&P sectors finished in the red last week. Consumer discretionary finally rolled over. I mean, I mean, you could wait, hollish, till you know, what, what's happening with consumer discretionary? Finally, there is a um, concern about the, the high, high end. Like LVMH and Hermes and you know, Coach and all the big, you know, the names, right? Um, yeah. th- there's a Brands. real big concern about them because of China, but that didn't spill over to anything in the U.S. really, and everything was, you know, pointed to the consumer. Why, why, why is there concern over them because of China? China's a major consumer of high-end luxury goods. Disproportionate. They love the stuff. I mean, love the stuff. Um, but they finally started falling. Consumer discretionary down 6.4% last week. Real estate, after yields topped, uh, you know, getting to the 4.4% on the 10-year, the, the, I think the mortgage is, what's a 30-year mortgage rate right now? 7.5? Let's see. Average, let's see, let's, let's average 30-year mortgage. Uh, let's see here. It's 7.75. Wow, that's high. 7.75. It was just 7. Uh, We're all, like, getting crazy about it. Yeah, 7.75 is high. So that's uh, a big issue there. We got materials down 3.7%. These are the top laggards. Healthcare was one of the best in the, in, the in, in the index. But one of the things that you're seeing here is when you see consumer discretionary rollover, real estate rollover, materials in particular, there was uh, this, this, there, there is this, view that those are the precursors for the market believing a recession is relatively soon forthcoming. Yeah, even though there's no real evidence. No evidence. Zero. Like zip. Zero. Zip. As a matter of fact, the evidence all points but everybody's to thinking expansion. In those terms, I think that one of the reasons we have some of these negative numbers in the market is because somehow they've been convinced that the recession is imminent. Well, could it also be that inflation is really starting to bother them? Oh, yeah, that's a that is an issue. You know, and they realize that our leadership is a bunch of bonehead morons. But the, well, how do you come to that realization after all these years? Shouldn't you have that built in? I I think so. That that's always a constant, but that should never be removed from the equation. But somehow, maybe we've jumped the shark in you know. Stupidity was some of the things that are going on. Like, I think maybe jumping the shark was jumping. For those of you, you know that jumping the shark means, right? Yeah, it's from the, it goes back to the Happy Days show. Right, right, right. Uh, and it basically, everybody knows what it means, by the basically way. Basically means you went too far. That's the bottom line on that, right? So, um, I think, I think that, that the Biden administration jumped the shark. Early on, by the way, when they put out the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, which was just a spending bill, I think yeah, that was, it was I, the Green New Deal, actually. Yeah, 
And spending, though. It was, it was spending. Yeah, spending bills, just to spend more money. That's calling us something else, spend more money, saying that it's going to bring down inflation by manipulating the by numbers spending, somehow. Yeah, somehow you're going to bring down ins- yeah. inflation by dropping a trillion into the economy. Correct. Uh-huh. I'm going to lose. Listen, if I eat five Whoppers a day and that's all I eat, I will lose weight. <laughs> you know? Same same, yeah. same thought, right? Yeah, if you're a 1,000 pounds and you need to eat six. <laughs> um. So the catalyst was clearly a big jump in um, treasury yields. Two-year note climbed to 5.12, 12 base points up on the 10-year, including last week's move. The 10-year note yields of 35 base points this month. So that was because of the Fed, where they were really hawkish last Wednesday. They were like, you know, our base case is not this, and this is this. It was was ugly. So – an update, an update uh, from our, our friends over at briefing.com, Fed update. They said, as expected, the FOMC, the Federal Open Market Committee, the Fed, voted unanimously to leave the target rate for the Fed funds rate unchanged at 5.25 to 5.5. One day, somebody's going to explain to me the range thing. I don't understand it. I never will. I just don't get it. The, why is it? Why do we have a range? Do you get Who gets to choose what you get? Like, do I get the 5.25 or does, I, that, that, I get to get the 5.5? I don't understand. The median Fed funds rate estimate for 2023 was unchanged at 5.6, but the median estimate for 2024, this is where things got a little dicey, was 5.1% versus the 4.6% in June. So what that means is there's one to two rate hikes baked into the cake by the Fed. Got that? Yeah. So this suggests officials are still leaning in a favor of at least one more hike this year. It also tells us that there is an expectation that rates will come down by only 50 basis points in 2024, as opposed to 100 basis points when estimated when estimates were provided in June. The lo- Here's the big kicker, though. The longer-run Fed funds estimate was maintained at 2.5%, leaving one to infer that the Fed is going to stay committed to a 2% inflation target and further... Uh, Taking a look at that further is is that they're going to stay higher for longer. Interesting. So that's what pissed off. Of course, they can say what they want. They can change it. You know, they can change it tomorrow. And come out and say, you know what? We didn't really. uh, uh, The market misunderstood what we were trying to say. I mean, they, they in a way, the Fed needs rates to be lower. There's no question about that. The problem you all have is issuing new bonds by the U.S. government. The gravity of the higher rates on individuals and buying a house and all that is, is a big issue. But think about all the debt that the U.S. government and other other companies that issue bonds and debt. Um, the U.S. government is constantly issuing bonds. And now they're going to pay more and more interest on it. And then we have this other situation going on, this government shutdown, which now Moody's is piping in saying, hey, you guys shut down, by the way. So let you know, we're no longer going to be the last holdout in the ratings downgrade. We're following the other guys. <laughs> well, there it goes. Yep. So, you know, we have this government shutdown, which I don't even understand what the hell the problem is now, because we have an unlimited debt ceiling, right? We can issue as much debt as we want. So now they just can't agree on anything. Even if they agreed, I think they disagree. Well, a lot of it has to do with the 20, I think 24 to 20, I think it's 28 billion. They're dropping into this baby just because, you know, because Ukraine needs more money. And there's a big investigation into graft in in Ukraine now. Yeah, good luck. There's this definitely leakage. There's no question. They're, uh, they're professionals. They're the number one. They've always been known as the most corrupt uh, country in the world. And so they get away with stuff like that. There's, 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 I wouldn't even consider it a problem. I mean, if it, it, let, let's go for a second and and really disturb people who are all wrapped up in the Ukrainian Ukrainian flag for a second here in the U.S. You know those those people, right? That it's their it's their thing now. Yeah, I think they have a flag pin. It's the same people that wore the pussy hats. You know, remember that? <laughs> yeah, they still wear them around here. I love that. That was the best. That was that was classic. That was some of the best theater ever. Um. Anyway, how great is this? If 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 if. The promotion of this war, the dragging out of this whole thing is just an exercise between Russia and Ukraine to suck money 
from the rest of the world. I mean, there, there's a possibility there, right? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, trouble is it would, it would make more sense if they didn't, if they hadn't pretty much rubbleized half of Ukraine, those air, certain areas are just wrecked. You Listen, know, if we supposedly put a man on the moon, a la trick photography, we can these days create a great backdrop for a war in the Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Just saying. I mean, talk about a conspiracy. Got to get yeah, Curry. That's, gotta pretty, get, that's pretty bad. Got to get Curry on that one. Does he has he ever approached this uh, thing? By the way, uh, when I talk about Curry, I'm not talking about the spice. I'm talking about Adam Curry. Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak on No Agenda on Thursdays and Sundays every single week, sharply at, no, I forgot, 2 p.m.? Was that the old time? What's the new time? No, 2 p.m. Is it 2 p.m. Eastern yep. Pacific? Yep, 2 p.m., uh, you'll hear uh, deconstruction of all the news that is ready and unready to send out. Few conspiracy theories by uh, our our. Not really, we don't really do conspiracy theories. We 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 do conspiracy therapy. But what's the difference? Well, the, we we take a look at the conspiracies and we analyze them and show that many of them, if not all of them, are bogus. I've listened to a few uh, no agendas in my day, and Adam has a little bit of an edge towards the conspiracy side. Well, you're just hearing it that way. Uh, oh, oh, I see. Oh, it's oh, it's me. Okay, it's you totally. <laughs> okay. Well, right. That would that would mean that there is that that I am I am also wrapped up in. The conspiracies, that's the point. I mean, that's the, that's what you're saying. Yeah, you are actually. Uh, <laughs> now that you brought this thing up with Putin. Oh, God. Well, I just made this up out of the out of my butt. This whole idea of Putin and Zelensky getting together and trying to game the system. It would be Well, great- I've always thought that a lot of this international things that take place, somebody's trading stocks somewhere trading stocks i think they're getting i just think they're getting money outright are you kidding me i don't think this is well there's that yeah well no if you can get it outright what's the point of 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 playing the market and we're not talking about small numbers and a hundred billion dollars is a lot of money a hundred billion dollars should have already totally rubbleized the entire country i mean there should be nothing left yeah it's ridiculous hundred billion dollars to what just let stuff go up and do a great fireworks show? I am sick of it. I demand st- stop sending them money. Seriously. Yeah, I, good I, luck. I, yeah, I know. Uh, in other central bank news, uh, Japan's central bank maintained its ultra-loose policy. Now, this was a discussion last week on uh, the discipline, just segueing into this too, uh, the Discipline Investor Podcast. We had a gentleman on, great guest, Chris Vicchio, and we were talking about the Widowmaker trade, something he actually uh, went the uh, went with this time with the idea that the yen is going to come up in value instead of weaken and uh, there was a meeting that's that a widow maker trade that you, it, indeed yes it is uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> so the Japan central bank maintained this ultra loose policy and unchanged uh, left it unchanged last Friday mindful of the extremely high uncertainties of the growth outlook domestically and globally the yen dropped hard on the news. And in a policy statement after the September policy meeting, the Bank of Japan said it would maintain short-term interest rates of negative 0.1% and cap the 10-year Japanese government bond yield around zero. So they have a much different program there. What they, I'd say. What they do is, instead of us, like here, we say uh, we're doing quantitative easing or, or tightening and um, there's a certain amount they can do, and will go with the market and they have interest rate targets that they have as well. What they do there is they have an interest rate market cap as well. So that's negative 0.1%, but they will buy as much bonds that they need to in order to keep the yield at zero with like unlimited amount of funds. They will create and buy bajillion dollars worth to keep the rate around zero. Well, it's a theory we don't implement, thank God. Thank God. So, very dovish Although of the Japanese it does make rates. Toyotas nice and cheap, which is appreciated yes. by the American consumer. Yeah. 
Bank of uh, England halted its long run of interest rate increases on Thursday as the British economy slowed, but it said it was not taking um, a recent fall in inflation for granted. The day after surprise slowing in Britain's pace of growth, it went from uh, uh, just ticked down just ever so slightly, but it's been on a trend that's starting to slow. Bank of England Monetary Committee voted by a narrow margin to keep the rates at 5.25%, which is exactly where we are. Although, no, no, no. We're at a range. We're at five to five and a quarter. <laughs> five to quarter to five fifty. Yeah. No, they they're yeah. smarter than us. So uh China. Oh, this is pretty interesting. China is dropping treasury holdings. So for years, mm. you remember the big fear? Oh my God. Japan's gonna sell all our bonds. Remember, you know, that whole Oh thing? yeah, no, they keep they still use it whether they whether it applies or not. Japan's gonna break us. To sell their stuff. The biggest holder of U.S. Treasuries outside of the, the 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 Federal Reserve is, and the U.S. government is, Japan, and they're going to sell and they're going to break the bar. Well, China also had a pretty big piece for a long time, but they've been dropping. And so supposedly, uh, what happened? Yeah, now that the bond prices have eased and gone down, this is a good time to sell. This is China. Well, one of the things that's happening here is is pretty interesting. So, listen to this. It took China six years. To go from 1.3 trillion to 1.1 trillion of bonds. It took them six years to drop $200 billion worth of bonds. Got that? Yeah, that took a while. It took them 17 months to drop the same amount since the invasion of Ukraine. So the theory is that China learned their lesson or is learning their lesson from what happened to Russian money that was essentially blockaded, right? It was locked up. Yeah. And they don't want to have that situation happen if they decide to invade Taiwan. Oh, well, they're going to have to get rid of all the bonds then. Yep. Mm, I have a chart there that has no meaning. Absolutely no meaning. I don't know why it's there. This chart, the VF. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. an old one. I don't know why it's still sitting there. Uh, bond update. Let's see. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So there's some interesting things happening. So if we see a, if we see long-term treasuries, treasuries, the price, not the yield, the price close this year in the red, it's down. This will be three years in a row. It'll be the first time ever in history that treasuries went down three years in a row. So you wonder. Yeah. That's interesting. You got to wonder if that's the first time in history, could we have four years in a row, five years in a row? Yes, that's possible. But well, you know, if it's, it keeps creeping, if the interest rate, well, you'd have to go back. You'd have to, I can't believe this didn't happen in the 70s, by the way, when the interest rates hit 20%. So I find this hard to believe. I think it was because. No, I saw charts on this. I saw tables and charts on this. I think it was because it was that was probably a two-year period and then snapped back. I don't think so. It was a, it was a never. It was a. It started in I think in '69 when the things peaked out. Then you had the market crash '69, '70, and the '71 was down. And they, the market went down, and the interest rates kept going up. And every time they tried something new, price controls. They did this. They did that. They kept. Kept going up and up and up and up until Carter got in, and he screwed things up so bad it was a in t the twenty percent level, and the next thing you know, uh, you know Reagan gets elected because of all of it. I just don't see how that couldn't have set some sort of record. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to look further into it, or somebody that's listening could look into this. That three years in a row for the long bond, the long treasury. It's possible that one year didn't go. That might be the how it happens. Maybe. You know, you have, you know, it's you, it goes down, down, nothing. You know, neutral, down, 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 down. Uh, well, the, the 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 long bond, the TLT, which is an ETF that trades the twenty year, the twenty plus year treasury, is down eight percent this year. Down fifteen percent over one year period. And you got to wonder, now, it can continue going down. There's no question about that. But is there a possibility of a place for long-term bonds in your portfolio coming soon? That, that, that was a standard thing to buy for a long time. But yeah. you're probably down about 
25% in the last three years. Yeah, buy low. So something to think about. Oil. Oil prices moved, uh, rose on Friday, renewed global supply problems. Both oil benchmarks are down last week, but up 10% for the month. So there's a... Well, gas prices are, yeah. have not retreated, which is embarrassing to me since I had predicted it. You thought they ret retreat? Well, after the holiday, they use almost every year they do. You're talking about Labor Day? Yeah. It they seems usually that jack the prices up before Labor Day. People go driving around. They spend too much on gas. And then about a week after Labor Day, the prices decline into, re to, you know, because no one's doing anything. And this did not happen at all. Well, let's continue on with the conspiracy. Russia's flush with money now because of all this money that's come through. They decide they're going to bet big on crude oil futures and sh shut down production and help OPEC and help them and convince them to shut down supply as well. Yeah. It's called trying. Yeah, it's called manipulating the market. No. It never works. It usually doesn't work out. Something happens that's bad. Eventually. Eventually. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, China. Talking the truth. This is really fascinating, actually. China Climate Envoy says phasing out fossil fuels unrealistic. Wait, wait, one second. I, there was something I saw. Oh, 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 oh. Did you hear about... I'm sorry to interrupt this. Uh, interrupting this story. Did you hear about that plane that had that unusual amount of turbulence out of nowhere? Yeah. And about eight people got injured? Yeah. They're blaming on climate change. They've been doing that for a while. It did no agenda show. In fact, I'll bring it up because it's a recent story on the next no agenda. Adam Curry has, thanks to his contacts in the aviation industry, has the rationale for all of this. What? What? That's what it is. It's climate. It's, it's they've no, no. It's not climate at all. They've changed the landing pattern. So instead of in the olden days where the pilots would say, "Hey, there's a bunch of choppy air back here," go. Instead of dropping here, go up a few knots, they report it in, and they, and they they work the planes around the chop, which they've always done, but it costs a few extra bucks in gasoline. So they've now decided, or the FAA said, no, no, just you just go start descending here, and you just go straight in, screw whatever happens. Oh, wow. And so you, get, you go right through the turbulence. Everybody does it. And so nobody's, you know, wants to talk about it. Adam has outlined this beautifully. That's so. So why are they saying it's, it's climate? And why not? I guess right. Because Everything's it's a climate. great bit. Because it's this this bull crap. Because that's what. What? Do you, how else are you going to explain it? Because you want to save five bucks on fuel. Uh, these airlines are too cheap to go around the. Uh, you know, it's going to cost them, you know, too much money to go around the, the chop. So point is another conspiracy. See, there's two in the, in the well, matter of really five minutes. It's not really a conspiracy. It's, just it's a, a total it's conspiracy. What are you talking about? It's a scam. About? It's a hoax. It's a conspiracy by the, the legal terminology would basically be a conspiracy by the airlines. I think it would be, it's a hoax. The, hoax is a hoax. Have somebody ever gone to jail a for a hoax? Conspiracy. I don't think somebody's picking your, some gypsy, let's say, in Paris, picking your pocket and you go, what happened to my keys? It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a theft. But the conspiracy is the airlines lying about climate to protect the fact that they're telling people to go to, for uh, saving money for fuel. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ah, maybe I got it wrong. If the, you want to call that a conspiracy, I just call it lying. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Uh, but back to China for a second. The uh, climate on envoy, 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 says envoy. Uh, they're phasing out fossil fuels. Is it's unrealistic. It's just stupid. It is. They said the complete phasing out of fossil fuels is not realistic. China's top climate official said, adding that these climate warning warnings fuel. Um, fuels much uh, the climate warming fuels much continue to play a vital role in maintaining global energy security. So what they're saying there is, pff, we're gonna keep on using 
carbon-based stuff. Yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep importing coal from the United States, and we're gonna keep importing fuels, and we're gonna keep developing our own fuel systems, and we're gonna develop synthetics, and we're gonna do everything. We're we're not just shutting down fossil fuels for some for no good reason, yeah. which is what you know everybody they they want everyone to do. So they, now the only way that the hardcore climate changers that want to do it tomorrow, like want everything changed over tomorrow. The only way you're going to get this done is to put a dome over China. <laughs> and well, India for that matter. Right. And that, because otherwise all your efforts are going to be wasteful. Yeah. Well, we've known that forever. Mm. Mm. Very sad. I mean, I listen, if, if there is a, the ability to have cleaner energy solutions, I don't think anybody in their right mind wouldn't be, would not be in favor of it, right? Yeah, if it's cheaper and better. Cheaper, better, and cleaner. Yeah, cheaper, better, cleaner. It'd be fine. Fine. And, cool. and in fact, that's what's happened with the uh, a lot of the coal-powered plants with the with the floating beds and the ones that, you know, can now burn coal pretty clean. Coal is clean burning coal. Rah, rah. Weight loss drugs. Headline. You got to imagine this as you're sitting there and you're turning a page in a magazine and the headline reads, how Ozempic and Wagovi could break the healthcare system. The cost to insurers, employers, government programs. Turn the next page. Headline, how Ozempic and Wagovi could break the dining industry. No desire to eat, right? Next page. Headline. How Ozempic and Wagovi could break the cocktail and bar industry. <laughs> because drinking edge weight and people don't want to drink and they're not going to feel like they should drink when they're on this particular drug. So we have, the. it seems that this, this Ozempic and Wagovi, the wonder drug, right, is going to be cost billions and billions of dollars to insurers, employers, <laughs> government programs. It's going to kill the dining out industry because nobody's going to be eating anything and nobody's going to be drinking anything. So the whole cocktail and bar industry is going to crap. These are the headlines. So you actually put together a little presentation here with this. This is, this is, this is, I read these this weekend. <laughs> so the new medicine is known as, known as GLP-1 receptor ang ang agonists. Yeah. Agonist. I thought it was antagonist, but okay. I thought it was an antagonist too. I read that like 700 times. And it said agonist. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Promises, but so an antagonist, an agonist, what's the difference? What is an agonist? I got to look that up. Sorry. It's probably some, yeah, we don't, it, that's not important. These things are dangerous. People should not use them. Oh, don't, you don't know that. You're not a doctor. I don't have to. Why are these He's dangerous? Dead, Jim. <laughs> why are these why are these dangerous? Have you read about what they do? Some of it, they yes. Shut down your stomach from working at all and you can't start it up again and things like that. That's not good. It's, they're terrible. Mm. Well, what they do is they promise the body. And then loss you get on them and you can't get off them. And then right. if you now I'll send you a note that some one of our um that one of the producers of the No Agenda show sent me, sent in. I'm going to send you, I'm going to forward it to you to read it. It's very interesting. Hmm. Well, what, in what these do, these drugs, they promise a body weight reduction as much as 20% and may cut patients' risk of heart attack or stroke, supposedly. If it doesn't effect, kill you. If, right, yes. Right, exactly. We talked about some of the other weight loss things, like full-on full, full on puking and diarrhea, Novovirus or. Yeah, noro. <laughs> norovirus. Yeah, the noro, that's one way of losing weight. Norovirus. So, um, we got some more more news in the in the drug area. Big pharma is being big bets on AI to speed up clinical trials. So many drug makers right now use the oh, please. Now, so we're going to use AI. Yes. Yeah. AI is good for everything. Morning, noon, and night, dude. AI for everybody. AI for the world. AI is going to be working at Big Pharma. They're going to be um, using AI, artificial intelligence, for, to find patients for clinical trials quickly or to reduce the number of people needed to test medicines, both accelerating drug development and potentially saving millions of dollars. So we're going to do the have the silicone patients, right? You've heard of that? We do testing on yeah. silicone? Yeah. 
artificial. Which means theoretical testing of the drug in computer simulations. I think that would be a proper way to describe it. Yeah. So they're going to kind of do that silicon trial stuff. So from Reuters, pharmaceutical companies have been experimenting with AI for years, hoping um, machines can discover the next biological blockbuster drug. A few compounds picked by AI are now in development, but those bets will likely take years to play out. Let's see what this says. Well, let's see how that goes. The point here is, though, I think there's an admission that's happening recently with AI. So we went recently with the AI craze that every company changed their name to something AI, mentioned it more than ever in all these conference yeah. calls on a quarterly basis. And right. everybody Apple didn't mention it, stock goes down. Yeah. And, and, and right. We, we talked about how um, the development of this is costing billions. But one of the things that was pretty, I think, pretty darn obvious, but it's only starting to come out now, was that the hope for the actual use of this in a constructive way, not just a little pitter patter of, taking a person out, well, that's probably complex, but nonetheless, taking a person out of a, a photo or adding somebody in. But the true use of AI, which would benefit the world financially, socially, all the things that are the promise, right? Uh, years and years out. Years out. I mean, it, it took years to develop, you know, the 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 information is stacked into... Remember the Encyclopedia Britannica? Oh, yeah. Did you have a set? Still, it still exists. It's in, uh, uh, I think it's Britannica.com or something like that. I, I, I never had a complete set. I had purchased uh, a used set of, the, if you remember this one, the Encyclopedia Americana. Oh, yes. Remember that? That was a competitor yes. with Britannica. Yep. Yep. Britannica meant British. Americana was American, and then that kind of faded. And then there was, I think, Collier's Encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that one as much. I remember I didn't have Britannica. I always liked Britannica. I've always found it to be a a, a nice, if you can find, you can find them used at at library sales and elsewhere. You can find people giving the whole sets away. And they're worth having a copy of, even though they're out of date, you can get some update update uh editions but i mean it's it's good reading yeah encyclopedia americana well done yeah i used to like reading those yeah encyclopedia what were the british accent britannica uh it was collier's encyclopedia yeah maybe it was another one there's a third or fourth one yep encyclopedias in the u.s yeah world book world book funkin wagnalls funkin wagnalls yeah. Encyclopedia Collier's, you're right. Collier's is in there. World Book, Encyclopedia America. Yep. They were selling door to door. Yeah. And then Yep, that would be a job. You would like selling vacuum cleaners door to door. People would have that job or Fuller Brush. The Fuller Brush man would come by once a month. Yep. They said that uh sell you a brush. Uh the the Fuller Brush would also wasn't the full of brush? Oh, oh, and, oh, and the uh, the vacuum cleaner guys that would spill dirt on your carpet <laughs> and plug it in and clean it up. Yeah, my dad always had the full of brush. He he used to love full of brushes. They would come by the house and go through all the stuff. There's knives people that would come by. Good old, good old good times. Tupperware days, you know. And nowadays, you come by somebody shoot you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, some M&A. Uh, supposedly a lucky trader got really, really lucky. Last week on Thursday, remember that I mentioned that Cisco announced the buying of Splunk, $28 billion, yeah. $157 a share. Well, the day before, miraculously, this dude, he says, you know, I'm going to buy like a zero out of the money, a zero, well, not a zero day, one day till expiration. One day. One day, just one day. Just um, happened to be Friday. A one day out of the money call option with a strike price of, price of 127 127, uh, that would expire on Friday. Stock was trading at 120 when purchased. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He bought it at $0.04 per option. Yep, that would be right. He bought $22,000 worth. Uh, Good good play. After the announcement, the option was worth $18 or a $10 million hole. Yeah, $10 million in two days. Nice. He didn't know anything. Gee, yeah, what a coincidence. (laughs) The FC's, the F... uh, 
the boys. SEC. The the FCC. SEC. SEC. That's what I'm looking for. The SEC will be on his on his ass. Oh, there's no clearly. way he's getting away with this. First of all, if I was the guy that did that, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, you want to write a news story on me?" <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody does that yeah, unless that, you know something. I mean, there are now if you if you had there's ways that you can get away with this. Oh, do tell. Well, you can have uh, like an like if you did a newsletter and you did it for like a few years, so it was the, so you and you'd pick these things every so often, uh, and based on rumors, and you said there's a rumor going around that uh, Cisco's going to buy this, and I'm going to you know, now's the time to get some. I would you can also go a little further out than two days. So first of all, what you said is you set up a backstory. The first one. You set up a backstory, and you, but you can also do it without going out two days. You want to go out about a, although he may have, no, you have to go out a week or two weeks. You still would have made millions of dollars out a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep, just too coincidental in my opinion. Yeah, no, this guy should be arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more p- points. Number one, uh, let's see here. Well, three more points here. Union strikes, we talked about that. I feel like we're in the Occupy Wall Street time frame all of a sudden. Our mind is coming off of diversity, ESG, and all that. Now we're getting into, hey, just give me the goddamn money and I'll shut up. Like, well, that's what it's always been with a lot of these operations. I believe Jesse Jackson ran one of those things, you know, with the Rainbow Coalition. They, you know, they'd go after companies, uh, go and say, we'd like to have a meeting with the CEO. You know, you guys don't have enough people working here that are we're going to protest and kind of hurt your business and uh, well, what do you need i need we need a donation <laughs> oh love it l sharpton does this sort of thing they do it in a way that is legal did you like the fat l sharpton or the skinny l sharpton the skinny l sharpton is creepy looking because his head's way too big for his shoulders so creepy. who knew he was that dinky He's a small man underneath a very fat fellow. He's a petite. Yes. He's a petite male, and he, but with a big head and a lot of hair up there. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's like yeah. No. He's, I think he's like five four or five five. He's like a petite male with a petite male's body. Somehow he, he lost weight and he lo- and he got shorter at the same time. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I think he <laughs> used to wear uh, elevators. Um, but yeah, I think this is like an Occupy Wall Street. Movement, more than 75,000 Kaiser Permanente, which is a healthcare provider. Workers threaten to strike if labor agreements not reached. You know, just walk out on poor people in the ICU, I guess. Uh, Biden joins the GM picket line. UAW adds the plans to striking at. I don't know. It seems like we're at an inflection point here. I, I think it's it's going to be used as a leverage point just to yeah, suck that's money what you out think. of the I, I, I just don't see it. It's but. not Wall Street that built America. It's the blue-collar worker. Yeah. And dignity. Yeah. Yeah, but you're, a, you're basically an anti-union at all costs guy. And so you're seeing, you may be mm. imagining this. I, I was talking to somebody who was in a lot of unions this weekend, uh, Screen Actors Guild, as a matter of fact. And we were talking about this. And I said, you know what? I just think that the, you know, raises and all that. First of all, I think that unions are meant to protect people, which is fine. That's a good thing. Uh, and in certain circumstances when they're abused financially and and, and, and work-wise. Um, and I think that there's a reason for it, and that's great. But when you cross the line... And but it, there's a big but. There's a big but. There's a big but. When you cross the line to be just about trying to strangle a company and then wondering why the company's not profitable, you get away from free enterprise and capitalism. No, I agree with that. That's not what the idea is. That, that That's ridiculous. That's just cut of Marxists who've taken over some of these unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no good. That's what I'm talking about. That's where it becomes, that's where it crosses the line. Uh, but no, I'm not a big union fan. I think it, it, it adds, especially the unions today, it adds an extra layer of cost factor to a company and that affects everybody. Now, on the other hand, I don't think either that a lot of, uh, that a fair wage is being paid to everybody and especially CEOs who get an abnormally obnoxiously large differential Amount of money for their pay, where they're getting a CEO is getting, uh, you know, forty-seven million dollars a year plus bonus, and you know the the, the salespeople are making or whatever it is making a hundred thousand a year, seventy-five thousand a year. 
That's not something wrong with that. The CEOs are not worth that kind of money. Especially when they're losing, when the company's losing money. You yeah. see that a lot. Right. Uh, quick PSA, which is a public service amount announcement for you people in Radioville. The Biden administration said it will resume offering free at-home COVID tests to American households on Monday, 25th of September, as the virus gains a stronger foothold nationwide. You go to covidtest.com. I ordered them. You want to hear? You want to hear this? I have so many great. of these te free tests. It's unbelievable. Yes, I'd like to hear. So I'll I probably went, order some. I ordered some. I went and I ordered. And uh, when it comes to... Uh, uh, not warning, but uh, important notice. Your boxes may come with the expiration date already passed. Please, <laughs> please note. They're giving away old, old tests. <laughs> please note the FDA has extended the expiration. Oh, that's a good bit. That's I'm not funny. kidding. Seriously. Um, it's just chemicals. I don't know how it could expire in the first place. Go and you'll see yourself. Go go to COVID. When you go, go no, to, I'm going to go. I'm COVIDtest.com and do it. You'll see. It will say uh, your test will probably come in expired, but don't worry about it. <laughs> now, credit card companies they are racking well up. add the extra line saying it probably won't work either. Yeah. Well, anyway. of course. Well, just show negative for everybody so there's no longer any COVID. Uh, one more piece of news. Not so good here. Uh, two pieces. But I'll start with the first that you'll enjoy, I think. Target is closing nine stores across four states due to theft and crime. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. You said not, yeah. not Target, but you said that all this theft is going to cause stores to close down. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot. But this is not the short, the short signal for, for Target to me. It's not. No, the short signal is when they fire the CEO. Mm. You don't think it'll go up? Well, that's the long signal. Long signal, right. Long it should signal. be shorted now. I was like, now. what is he talking about? <laughs> what am I thinking? I did this before on the show. No, you got, when the, as soon as the CEO goes, boom, that's the time to buy in. It should yeah. be nice and low. Mm -hmm. uh, company borderline out of business. It's on its way. Credit card companies yeah, are racking up uh, losses at the fastest pace in almost 30 years outside of the great financial crisis, according to Goldman Sachs. Credit card losses bottomed in September 2021 and where initial increases were likely reveals, while initial increases likely revealed from stimulus, they've been rapidly rising since the first quarter of 2022. First quarter of 2022. Since that time, it's an increasing rate of losses only seen in recent history during the recession of 2008. Is that 2008 date trigger again? Losses currently stand at 3.63%, up 1.5 percentage points from the bottom. So it's like, Pretty significantly higher, like double. Hmm. And Goldman seems to be rising another 1.3% to 4.93%. These are straight write-offs from credit card companies. Yeah. Yep. Because they issued too much debt, and now people somehow, for some reason, can't pay back the 30% annual interest rate, the usury interest rate, from the uh, loan sharks that they are. Yeah, I know. There was an interesting uh, person that did retail analysis on uh, CNBC recently who said that most of the retail stores are the big boys, Macy's and, and Kohl's, which I'm shorting on the game. And, uh, and uh, I forgot the third player, but another big one uh, that 60% of their profits were from interest rate bullshit from these credit cards that they wow. issued. Dillard's. No, it, was, it wasn't Dillard's, but it was some, it was like Dillard's. It might as well have Macy's, been. I think they're yeah. all in the mm -hmm. same Probably boat. Macy's. Macy's is a big credit card. Well, Macy's for sure. Macy's and Kohl's and one other one. Speaking of the game, hang on a second. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment along with the performance information from the date discussed as well as any additional important disclosures. Now take a look at that greedy McGinney. Yeah. And look at the shorts. 
Damn. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. Damn. Amazing. You got, you got the long, let's see, the most recent long end phase energy, mine down, but my shark ninja up. Amcor, your short is up. My Your domo is down. That's a long. Yeah, and that's a long. Yeah, long. But you go down. Should've the shorted it. The only things that are up, and that probably one of them is coming off. PepsiCo was uh, from 72702. I think that's probably coming off. But otherwise, um, short, 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 up 10%, 3%, 18%, 11%, 14%, 20%, 11%. Ford Motor Company is a long down 5%. Beyond Meat down 28%. Thesis, math, logic. And you said at the time when it was 13, there's no reason that you can't have uh, something go from $2 to $1 and make 50%. <laughs> That's yeah. what you said. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a fact. My Moderna is coming off. Uh, I got to close that one. That one needs to be closed, uh, which is fascinating to me that it's down that much. 16% since we bought it. Probably, you know, we're going to close it down at 104. Yeah, you got to beat you. You should have shorted it. Mm, mm, mm. NVIDIA short down uh, up 8%. Wendy's short. Wendy's flat. short is the only one that hasn't paid out. Amazing. Amazing. This went from. $20.37 to $20.70. It's hard. It's dead money more than it is a bad short. Yep. Every other short is up. Yep. I have a long that I'm looking at, which is, uh, I, uh, I'm calling it my earnings Hail Mary. Now, there was a company that I tracked today that's been kind of really coming in ugly on its earnings. Its margins have been One bad. One of your specialties. And, 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 and I'm not going to it. That, that company was a food company. It was down 20% last time it came with earnings. It was flat since then, down another 23% today. So I'm worried about this a little bit, but everybody hates this stock now. This was the love of their life for years. I happen to like their sneakers. I was never a fan of their sneakers uh, until maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, a year ago. Uh, my, my fat feet couldn't fit into them, just couldn't do it. Somebody says, go get them. I'm like, I'm not. They hurt my feet. I'm not doing it. They said, do it. I said, I only wear New Balance. They're wide and stuff. They said, go get these sneakers. I got them. Wow. Fantastic. I'm wearing them right now. But. Uh, so, so you're going long I'm going Nike long like Nike. Mm -hmm. Fit. The new fit. I always had a problem with Nike's fitting well. I always thought that uh, Reeboks fit really well. I Skechers fit great. And uh, it's just, they, they use different molds for these different feet. And Nike's molds, whatever they were, never fit. They were too they thin, always, but now they have wide toe boxes. I have a pickleball pair. Well, I have, have a, a fat foot, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm going short. What I know of you. I'm going short KSS. KSS. Coles. Let me get a short here. That's this one here. Amcor. Control uh, C. And and the thesis again, what is it? It's 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 that Well, I don't like the company. Uh not as much as I dislike Target, but um it's part of this group that's that's de too dependent on credit oh, card. CC card credit income. card okay, income. And I, you know, and I've never been a Coles fan of the store because of all the stores that have this credit card income issue. Kohl's is the one I don't, I never, I would never shop there in a million years. I don't think I've ever been in there. I, I don't think so. But yeah, that credit card issue thing is, is it, it, with all the delinquencies and if they rely on that for a lot of their income and on top of it, they rely on the fact that you have a healthy consumer, everything points to down the tubes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thesis. That's the thesis. Down the tubes. That one? Yeah, yeah, D T D T T down the tubes. D T T down the tubes. There we go. Okay. Well, until next Tuesday, sir. Okay, we'll talk to you then. I Have a nice trip to uh, the island. Thank you so much. See you on the other side. Uh, adios. All right, bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. 
Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now here's a hint, I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the ice stack. Cause I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.